brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm Ron Luce, joined today by Joe Maris. I know yesterday's episode was titled, It Happened. It happened again. The Cubs won two games in a row, ladies and gentlemen. Before we dive into the game, as I said, I'm Ron Luce, Joe Maris. Joe, how you feeling today after a Cubs W and a series victory over the Reds? I'm feeling great, man. I don't know. i, I got to be honest. I don't know when the last time I talked about a Cubs winner was, so. Feels pretty good, huh? <laughs> it's been a long time. I'll be honest with you, especially for me, because you guys, uh, Cody got lucky with him and Joey got to do the show last night. Uh, hello, hello to you, sir, uh, Aaron, in the comments. What's up, man? Um, but yeah, man, I don't know what it's like. to. T- you know what the last time I've been able to do this is? And put Two the damn W hag Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I might have been a whole year younger. Who knows? But <laughs> nonetheless, as we mentioned, uh, Cubs do win a, I mean, not important game for them. Very important game for the Reds though, who are chasing that last wild card spot in the national league. Um, and the Cubs take two or three from them uh, today. Sampson uh, was recalled after Junishwai Fargus was DFA'd um, that allowed him to come up. Adrian Sampson makes the start four innings for him, five hits of one run ball, no walks and two strikeouts. I mean, Hey shit, he got the job done today. Um, but Manny Rodriguez ultimately did get the win. He went two innings, struck out three, only walked one. And then Wick, Morgan, and Meagle all shut it down. Fun fact, between Rodriguez to Meagle, uh, they only allowed one hit uh, to the Reds lineup today, which is pretty impressive. Tyler Molly was the starting pitcher for the Reds. Uh, He got the loss today. He's now 10-4. and But, I mean, the big storylines of the game, uh, three home runs, Sergio Alcantara, Ian Happ. And in his Cubs debut, Michael Hermosillo, the Ottawa, Illinois native, uh, who was a Cubs fan. They The pictures were all out there today of him yep. as a kid at, at Wrigley Field, uh, and he hits a home run in his first at-bat. I think it was his first at-bat, um, or it may have been his second. I don't know. Uh, no, it was, in the, it was in the second inning, so it must have been his first at-bat. Then it was his first. Perfect. First at-bat as a Chicago Cub officially. Uh, no, he, he had an at-bat yesterday. Oh, did he? Okay. Well, yeah. first, at, first at-bat in today's game, so second at-bat as a Chicago right. Cub. Uh, he goes yard. That's pretty cool to see. Um, certainly to me, the coolest storyline of today's game, but Joe, I mean, shit again, the triple a lineup, literally a triple a pitcher who was just recalled today and the Cubs get the job done and put up seven Mm -hmm. on the reds. Yeah. I mean, basically all the guys that aren't, uh, that weren't like Cubs at the beginning of the year that are on the team. Now they're all guys that have played with another team and just, I mean, even Samson and Hermosillo both were up at some point just for, you know, a cup of coffee, so and then you know, got a flyer on a minor league deal. Comes up, mm-hmm. and he like, I mean, Hermosito been hitting through over 300 in the in Iowa, you know, that's that's no joke. So that's awesome to see. I mean, he played well, he got rewarded. Uh, finally, you know, probably should have been so, or sooner rather than later, but it happened. And he, I mean, he absolutely destroyed that ball. Yeah, he did. He it was an absolute nuke. There's no doubt about that. And yeah, I mean, he he was awesome today. Certainly, that's that's probably the cool storyline. But I mean, how about Ian Happ? I think mm-hmm. that is absolutely worth mentioning. Um, and before I want to hear your thoughts, I wanted to just pull up. Uh, you mentioned Hermosillo's numbers, so I wanted to give everybody a little taste of what they were missing in case they didn't know. Uh, he was at, he was slashing 306, 446, 592 in AAA Iowa this season. So that just shows Pretty you how good. good he's been. And I absolutely agree with you there that he he was due. He was due to get a call up, due to get a look at the big league level, and he does. He gets a, a look today, goes yard. Um, his official you know day is is one hit, so one for three, but the two RBIs uh, on the home run. So you got to love to see that. But overall, great day from the Cubs offense. Uh, and I, like I said, I mean, he only went one for five today, but Ian Happ 
goes yard again. And I think you appropriately posed the question the other night when you and I were last on here about what if Ian Happ could put up Eugenio Suarez type numbers where mm-hmm. sure he might be sub 200 batting average, but he's hitting for power and two days, two home runs now for Ian Happ. Are we going to see the Ian Happ of 2019 late season where he went on that hot tear and looks like a different player in the months of you know August and September? Or is it because they're in Cincinnati that he's hitting as well yeah. as he is? Because he just always hits well in Cincinnati. Right. I mean, maybe it's just for some reason it's just – I mean, he played college baseball in Cincinnati. He feels comfortable. Maybe it's something about the batter's eye. Who knows? But, mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't strike out one for five yet. The hit it was a home run, but no strikeouts. I mean, that's been a huge issue. Absolutely. You see for all the all balls in play. Um. I don't, we don't know. I mean, we just don't know what we're going to see. I mean, I'd be very happy to see a nice little stretch to end the season here for me and Hap. But at the same time, it's something we've seen before, but I'd rather have that than uh, him finish the season at 180. So, yeah. So we'll 100%. see. I mean, something, I mean, if, if it, if it took having a nice series and since ready for him to find his uh, footing for a little bit, then that's sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, 100%, and I absolutely agree with you. And especially because we've we've talked about it. I know you and I have. I know other you know Cubs on Tap panelists like Juice, uh, Joey, who fills in you know for us every once in a while, Cody. We've mentioned that this could be a year where Ian Happ isn't back with the organization next year. Like, there's no guarantee that he gets a qualifying offer from the Cubs. They very well may just non-tender him and call it a day and let him walk. And right. I think it's very important now for these next you know five and a half six weeks of baseball that Ian Happ looked like the Ian Happ of late 2019 when he got called back up. Like he needs to have that type of outlook their output, excuse me, in order to literally just, even if it's not with the Cubs, just save his career potentially, because really outside of a couple flashes in the pan over the last five years, or not even five years, we'll call it four years. Like, you know, yeah, last year he was really hot at one point, but I think a lot of people forget how cold he was in the second half of mm-hmm. the 60 game stretch. Cause like, he finished at like 280 something, but I mean, shit, at one point he was hitting like over 400. So, you know, he had a very quick ascent back to earth. So, you know, th- this is really important for Ian Happ and he's, he's going to be hitting in prime positions to hit. I mean, I think today's a perfect example. He was hitting in the three hole. Like he's going to have opportunities to drive in runs and be there in those big moments. And like you said, if he's hitting 186 or whatever the hell he's hitting, yeah, 186 after today, the Cubs probably don't bring him back. Let's just be brutally honest. And he's he's playing for another contract at this point. Right, I totally agree. And I, I really like the fact that they're really just putting him in at the three-hole. I mean, they're just, mm-hmm. hey, you're in the three-hole. Go make something happen. It's just that, that that that's it. Go make something happen. Show us what you got. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we absolutely will see. And, and other good points to talk about, I mean, from today's game. Ortega, two for four again with two runs scored. My boy, I don't, I don't know if anybody can see it on the stream, but that's that's the Ortega jersey right there, baby. It's just gonna hang there the rest of the year on Cubs on Tap. It's just gonna sit there in its prominence. But again, he goes two for four, two runs scored. And uh, Aaron, you prompted us at the perfect time, man. Cubs legend Frank Schwindel continues to hit extra base hits. I look like a freaking genius right now picking him up in fantasy baseball. He's done nothing but hit for me and produce. It's been great because I had Anthony Rizzo as my first baseman, and he's obviously on the COVID list, so. Um, but again, I mean, literally a guy of, you know, like you said at the very top of the show, 
a group of guys really outside of Bodie and Hap who have been around the league, have been in different organizations, is, is really what makes up this, this roster right now. And they are all playing for jobs. And that's why mm-hmm. I think the Cubs can still be fun to watch in this end of the season because, you know, yeah, there's other storylines for 2022 we're looking at. We've obviously talked very heavily about guys like Justin Steele. Cody Hoyer was sensational last night. I wanted to make note of that because I think I'm the biggest mm-hmm. Cody Hoyer stand there is right now. Like, right. they have a lot of good pieces moving into 2022. But it's fun watching some of these guys compete for that next contract here in 2021. And, you know, and maybe some of these guys stay as depth pieces. Like, we could easily see Michael Hermosillo back next year as an outfielder that gets time, in, you know, with the big club. Mm-hmm. I don't see why Ortega couldn't be a guy that could do the same thing. Hell, Frank Schwindel even maybe is a guy off the bench. Fuck, if he shows that he can continue to hit, you know, maybe he's a guy you're willing to bring back as a bench piece. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying these guys are going to be in the lineup every day and the Cubs are going to win 85 games, but, like, he's not a bad piece coming off the bench. You know, he's he's a veteran. He's been around for a while. It, it, it's going to be something interesting to see, but it, it's nice in the meantime that it, the Cubs can finally win a baseball. Like, that's just where I'm at. Because really, uh, former for those that have followed us for a long time here at ONTAP Sports Network, I'm talking dating back to the north side nine days. If you know what I'm talking about and you're listening to this, whether that's a podcast or live, you've been around for a hot minute. Um, My original co-host on north side nine, Justin Hunter, tweeted the other day, and it was perfect. Like, it stuck in my brain to this point. Um, After Wednesday or Monday's game, I forget today's Wednesday. I'm all out of whack. That he's like, I don't know if the Cubs win another game the rest of the season. And I was like, you know what? That could literally happen. So it's nice seeing them get one yesterday to break the slump. But then it was nice seeing them today come back out with AAA Adrian Sampson on the on the bump and get a big win. And he pitched really nicely in four innings. Good two-inning outing out of Manny Rodriguez. And then the rest mm-hmm. of the bullpen did the job. So just nice. It just feels good to see a win, Joe. It really yep. does. Like, I know the tank is on and we're trying to, like, embrace the tank and all that and, like, what it means for the future, but like, it's still nice to see the Cubs win a baseball game. It's nice mm-hmm. to see the W on the hat. Like the little things in life still mean something. And you know, on a dog day of August on Tuesday and Wednesday for the Cubs to win two baseball games against the Reds too. Cause I like, we all hate the Cardinals. We all hate the Brewers, but like the Reds are just that pesky little brother that always like will give you his all and fight you even when they suck. Like that's just the Reds. So yep. for it to be the role reversal a little bit to like play spoiler to the Reds taking two out of three, it it, it gives me a bigger grin than I, most games at this point in the season for a let's be honest potentially hundred loss club uh, should give. Mm-hmm. So I'm a happy camper. I don't know about you, Joe. Yeah, it's 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 definitely nice to have a, have a win. And I mean, they could, I'm not all in on like oh you got to lose tank tank tank. Baseball is just not a sport that you can rely on a tank. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not all for it. I understand people are, but I mean, especially in baseball, it really hasn't been like a, a proven tank. And then you went, you know, you stock draft picks. You just can't stock draft picks in baseball. So right. One, like, you know, realistically that going up two, three spots in just one, is just not going to do much. It could, I mean, it's all, it all depends. It's more scouting than, than anything. So, right. Um, I, I would rather these, uh, these few games than, than have a, you know, the sixth pick instead of the eighth pick or whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, man, I, I, it, it feels great. It does. And like you said, I mean, baseball is very much probably the one sport that you really don't benefit from tanking. Like, sure, you get a higher draft pick, but 
I think we can all go out and say, like, even number one draft picks in Major League Baseball don't always pan out. Again, well, th- I think you think ahead. about all the people, like the Vander, both Vanderbilt pitchers from this whole season, Kumar mm-hmm. Rocker and Jack Leiter. One, yeah, yeah, they're going one and two. They're going one and two. Leiter ended up going two or four, two, okay, two, and then Rocker, and then Rocker went eleven. Yeah, so and he didn't even get signed, but that's a different story. But hmm. it's like. There, there isn't like how often is there a clear cut number one guy that you want, mm-hmm. and do, like say right, do we even nobody's gonna be like oh right now nobody knows who's going first overall next year. It's not like football where Trevor Lawrence is going first overall for three years or basketball right. at the beginning of the college season that this guy mm-hmm. is going number one, number two. Like it's just not like that, right? So that's why it's just it, a tank for a draft pick just means nothing to me. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and especially given the way the Cubs season's going. Like, you know the Cubs are probably still going to pick statistically in the top 10. So, mm-hmm. like you said, what's the real difference between 6 and 8 at this point? Probably not much. Um, but again, like we even said, first-round picks in baseball are not guarantees, especially number one overalls. Look at Chris Bryant's Brady, draft yeah. year. Where the Brady, hell's Mark Appel? I mean, you said about Brady Aiken. What, the, he was another one. That, he didn't even sign. Yeah. And he was a number one draft pick. And right. Mark Appel is a perfect example. He's he the last time I saw that he was pitching anywhere, he wasn't even in the Astro system, which is the team that drafted him. Mm-hmm. He was in the Philly system, I think, the last time I saw. And who goes, you know, a pick later, but the one and only Chris Bryant. So, like, that just goes to show nothing's guaranteed. So, like, I mm-hmm. agree with you. Embracing a tank, it, embracing the fact they're gonna not be good the rest of the year is one thing to totally not win a right, baseball game right. is another. And Again, you're going to win some series down the stretch here. We can still play the shitheads that spoil teams' playoff hopes, and the Cubs did a little bit of a dent in that to the Reds today, which was was nice to see. But, I mean, again, we, we always joke about it here at Cubs on Tap. Oh, Matt Duffy also had a three-hit game. I think that's mm. what I was saying. But we always joke at Cubs on Tap, right? If it's a boring game, that's usually a good thing because it means the yep. Cubs won and there's not a lot to bitch about. And that's kind of how I felt about today's game. You get a big win. It's travel day. It was an early game today. You got an off day tomorrow, which we'll touch on here in a few minutes. And then you play the, the really shitty Royals this weekend, which, again, the Cubs aren't good right now either. But it's not like you're going and playing St. Louis this weekend. Like, you're playing a pretty terrible Royals team who, I mean, if you, again, if you want to play for the draft pick bullshit, you want the Royals to sweep the Cubs. But realistically, even the Cubs win two out of three, it really doesn't make a big difference in the in the draft pick slotting. So, um, it'll be be fun to see nonetheless. Uh, just a quick co- a couple comments I wanted to, to bring up. I know they came, were coming through and appreciate everybody chiming in. Uh, the red ship is sinking. Nikki Two Bags needs to get the hell out and come back to the north side ASAP. Matt McClure, I 100% agree with you. I am probably the driver of that train right oh, now. Yeah. I've been calling for Nick Castellanos to come back since he signed that contract with the Reds because I was like, oh, he's got two opt-outs after the first two years. And uh, you definitely know he's going to do it this year after you know being an all-star and everything like that. Um, even though we have on the field, uh, 100% enjoyed the game at the park today. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, completely agree with you, Aaron. Like, it's just nice to see a dub. And then he also notes uh, Trevor McGill looks like a giant in person. That's right. Aaron said he was going to the series. He was at the game today. Um, so that's that's pretty awesome to get to see a Cubs win on the road. Uh, yeah, McGill is massive. It's actually mm-hmm. hysterical how big that dude is. But, um, you know, we, we were trying to keep it short tonight. Joe's got some things going on. Um certain things like that. So Joe, I will quickly turn it back over to you. Big Cubs win. We were happy. Lots of things to to dissect from today's game. I think we probably could have gone further in depth if this was like a Justin Steele start or Cody Hoyer pitched again, like something like that. Mm-hmm. But 
it was a very just hey we got that they got the job done they took two out of three any final thoughts on today's game before we go ahead and look toward friday it's just nice to see guys that you know have been bounced have bounced around the league a little bit maybe find and earn another contract whether that's a major league or a minor league contract so that's just fun to watch i mean those guys are working hard and for the most part you never hear their names yeah so right now like frank schwindel his name's everywhere Ortega, his name is everywhere, which is, you know, I, you just feel so good for guys like that. Absolutely. I agree with you, man. Especially the, a lot of these guys are journeymen. Schwindel's mm-hmm. 29, Ortega's 30, kind of like the Patrick Wisdom story. Like these guys are just all battling to stay around, stay relevant in the league. And even if they're a depth piece in an organization. So it's nice to be, like you said, be able to root for these guys the rest of the year to have a good season. So that way they earn that next contract, whether it's here with the Cubs or whether it's not. I'll tell you what, even if he's not back with the team next year, I'm still going to rock the shit out of that 66 oh, yeah. jersey. Just because, again, that's going to be that's going to be Cubs legend Rafael Ortega here in a few years. And I'm going to enjoy the shit out of it nonetheless. But like you said, we'll enjoy the ride for what it is the rest of the season. And then we can start talking about Nikki uh, Nikki Two Bags coming back to Chicago. Uh, yep, once, Corey uh, Seager. Yeah, once October rolls around, we'll we'll start having those type of conversations here at Cubs on Tap. So those would be fun. Um, well, Joe, like I mentioned, uh, we will go ahead quickly now and look toward Friday because the Cubs are off on August nineteenth, which is Thursday. Um, but the Royals pay a visit to the friendly confines of Wrigley Field in beautiful Chicago, Illinois, for a one twenty Central Daylight Time first pitch. There is nothing better than a Friday one twenty game. Let me tell you. Um, like I said, the Kansas City Royals come to play the Chicago Cubs. Usual suspects in Kansas City, KCSP 610 for radio, uh, Bally Sports Kansas City for watching if you are out there. And again, if you are in the Chicagoland market, 670 to score WRTO 1200 and Marquee Sports Network. And if you are out of market, this game will be on MLB Network. The Royals are trotting out right-hander Brad Keller. He's 7-12 and on the year with a 562 ERA and 109 strikeouts. And the Cubs are trotting out the forgotten name Zach Davies. Um, he is six and nine. Very nice. Um, with a five ERA and 91 Ks on the year really quick before you give your, your preview, sir. And your fly the W pick. I do want to make note. I forgot. This is kind of my last thought, uh, and last take went very under the radar today, at least from what I'm concerned. Uh, Russell Dorsey tweeted that Keegan Thompson is expected to start for the Cubs on Saturday. So that is very interesting. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, a lot sooner than I expect. See, yeah. went very under the radar because you were even surprised. Yeah, very under the radar today. Like he just tweeted it; nobody said anything about yeah, it. And I'm I like, just saw. Yeah, it says TBD right now. I was like, are we going to sit here and not acknowledge the fact that Russ just said Thompson's hey. coming up sooner than I think all of us expected? I think is is that the Elzali spot? I assume I that's think probably so. why it's TBD. Or uh, today, I think was the Elzali spot. I think that's why Samson okay. came up to pitch. Um, because then it's Davies, and then I think it's TBD because they're technically in the six-man rotation. Okay. So that might be why it's TBD. But, again, according to reports, if you believe everything you hear, it's going to be Keegan Thompson. So That's all. And I'm, all I'm all over. I'll eat yeah. it up. Yeah. And, again, uh, we'll, 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 we should be back after Friday's game for some level of a show. Somebody will be here so then they can gush over the Keegan Thompson start the next day. But just wanted to throw that into the universe. Joe, Thoughts on Friday's game? What do you got for me, and who is your fly the W pick? I mean, just like we say with you know some of these guys who are earning themselves a job, Zach Davies got to find his find something. To, I mean, he's going to get a contract because he's a major league pitcher. He's had success, and he's easily and he's losing money right now though. That number is going down, 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 down. So mm-hmm. you'd like to see him improve a little bit. Um, I mean, this is a guy that like 
that we could likely like might even see back with the Cubs. Maybe not. Maybe he's more interested in taking, you know, just a flyer at a different team, but like, don't be surprised to see him back with the Cubs next year, him or even Trevor Williams. So I think, so Zach show either the Cubs front office or any front office that he's still like, he's, he can do it because a five ERA is not impressive at all. And you can, you can find a million guys that will give you a five ERA. So true. He's also not giving much length. It's not. So he's got to start. He'll probably, you know, he's going to get five, six, seven more starts. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the math on that, but so he's got to go out there and show something. So, and it's the Royals. Like, how many times is he going to match up against somebody that has a higher ERA than him the rest of the season? Probably very few times, if I had to guess. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll certainly be interesting to to watch and see. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens, right? But I, I agree with you, man. Um, I know Joe has frozen for those that are watching on the broadcast. So, um, want to make note? I agree with Joe. I think everything that uh, that you said, uh, Mister Joe. Maris uh, is 100% correct. Zach Davies needs to show something. He's he's competing for a contract next year. He's still young. He's under 30. One of the few pitchers in this starting market um, entering the offseason that is under the age of 30 and is a free agent. So he's going to have to prove that he can he can make some money somewhere and and that he's worth the $8 million or so that he's being paid right now. I mean, this is a guy that was, what, the fourth best, um, I believe, ERA last season with the, the Padres. You know, go out and prove it, man. Like, Come show us something, right? He's got to show us something, um, you know, and the Cubs really, uh, truthfully, need to be able to, um, will really just need to be able to to get something out of him. Um, unfortunately, for those that are watching, Joe had some Wi-Fi issues, so he, he will not be able to join us for the rest of the episode. Uh, thank you, Joe, for jumping on with me today, buddy. I know it was, uh, we kind of crammed this one in. Admittedly, it was tough with, with everything going on. But nonetheless, um, Mr. Joey, I will say hello to you, sir. And I love that you picked Hermosillo is your fly the W pick. Uh, very nicely done by you. Called it today. That's a big home run that he hit and a big win for the Cubs. And again, just nice to see them take two out of three. Uh, Joe's uh, fly the W pick. I don't know what it was going to be. I will ask him off air uh, and we will do our best to tweet those out on Friday. If I remember, I might just have him tweet it out there into the, into the stratosphere. Um, but for Friday, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to keep rolling with the legend of Frank Schwindel. I feel like it's kind of hard not to. Uh, especially for me, a guy that has him on his fantasy team, like I do right now, I can use all the points I can get. So um, I need him to go ahead and do that. Get me a couple more extra base hits, maybe a home run, drive in a couple of runs. You know the drill. Again, they're playing the Kansas City Royals. Like you should at least win one game this weekend, hopefully two, but you should at least win one. So uh, that is my fly the W pick for this weekend's uh, opener on Friday. It's going to be, should be a beautiful day at the ballpark. I think it's supposed to be mid, mid to high 80s. So you figure by Wrigley, it's going to be a little cooler. Um, damn, if you can get out there and go to the ballpark, do it and send us a picture at Cubs on Tap because I'll be very jealous uh, of anybody that gets to go to the ballpark on Friday um, and enjoy the beautiful uh, Friday 120 start at Wrigley Field. There really is nothing like it uh, to me in all of baseball. So, uh, But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, for those that have joined us today, uh, whether live or via podcast, thank you so much for listening to Cubs on Tap. I do want to remind you, Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You can go ahead and check out all of our great work over at www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media. That is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us pretty much anywhere. YouTube as well. Uh, you can follow the pod-specific accounts for Cubs on Tap at Cubbies, that's C-U-B-B-I-E-S, on Tap. 
Uh, that's both Twitter and Instagram. I am at Loose on Tap on Twitter. My thing is being hit by the little Cubs on Tap live thing for those that are watching. Uh, I'm at Loose on Tap on Twitter. Uh, Joe is at Joe Maris. Cody is at Cody on Tap. Juice is at Juice on Tap. Joey, sir, the Riot 326. Uh, and Marty Laval and everybody else that contributes here for Cubs over at ONTAP Sports Network do an incredible job. Be sure to go follow them uh, on Twitter and wherever else you decide to follow them. Um, and not only do we do Cubs, ladies and gentlemen, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, all of those teams ramping up here. Obviously, the Bears, there's plenty of hype surrounding Justin Fields. The Blackhawks have a revamped roster for this year. You can hear me on Four Feathers uh, come hockey season. And the Bulls, I mean, shit, talk about going from uh, you know a bottom feeder when uh, Acme took over as the front office to – I mean, legitimately, they're a contender in the East now. Make sure you're following the Bulls on Tap Crew because they do an excellent job covering them as well. And yes, Cubs fans, let's be honest with ourselves. We all have at least one, maybe more, if you're like me and live in the South Side. Um, Sox fans that are friends, you go ahead and bring them over to us as well because our Sox on Tap guys do an excellent job covering the South Siders. So once again, www.ontapsportsnet.com, at ontapsportsnet on social media, the Ontap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for those that joined in the live stream, all of that are listening on the podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show uh, from myself and from Joe Maris. Uh, Cubs win. Get two out of three against the Reds with the 7-1 to one win today. Uh, Adrian Sampson uh, coming up to start the game. Manny Rodriguez getting the win ultimately for the Cubs. Home runs from Hap, Hermosillo, and Alcantara um, helped become the difference in this one. Schwindel Ortega picking up two hits apiece. Duffy getting three hits on the day. So, an off day on Thursday, and then we will be back with you here at Cubs on Tap following Friday's game against the Kansas City Royals to open a three-game series at Wrigley Field. I am Ron Luce from Joe Maris and from all of us here at Cubs on Tap. We hope you have a great evening. Enjoy the day off. And without further ado, let's go Cubbies.